Hello, everyone, and welcome to Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I explain this every week, but if you're new to the episode or to the podcast, uh, we are going over all of the states in the United States, talking about the geography, the climate, the historical timeline, all of the good stuff you need to know about each state in the union, and we're going in the order that they joined the union. So we are on the 44th state in the series, and that is Wyoming. I don't do like state episodes back to back usually. So they're sprinkled, you know, there's some other topics sprinkled in, but that is one of our major series on this podcast because I figured it's good to know about the country that I live in. You know, I, I haven't seen all the states. I There's a ton that I haven't been to. And so I should at least know about them, you know? So that is the series. That is what we're doing today. We're going over Wyoming And as we near the end of the series, I'm thinking about what I want to do once it's over. And I think I may do the same sort of thing, but with presidents, like give a little synopsis about each president's life and their time in office and stuff like that. Um, Because I think that would be really good, too, to like know more of our history. And that way, you know, you kind of by proxy learn about the entire history of the U.S. because... You would learn about each president, uh, each president's time period. So I really just want to get educated on, on history, and I think that's a good way to do it. So that's a side tangent. Today we're going over the history of Wyoming. I really hope you enjoy, and let's get into the episode. So let's get right into it. Before I do the historical timeline, let's just talk basic facts. So the capital of Wyoming is Cheyenne, and it became a state on July 10th, 1890. Now, experts are not sure why Wyoming's name is Wyoming. It says the name might come from a Delaware Indian word, meaning mountains and valleys alternating or large plains. It might also come from the Muncie language, meaning at the big river flat, or the Algonquin language, meaning a large prairie place. So it's kind of all over the place. We don't really know where Wyoming came from. The state motto is equal rights, and the nickname is the equality state. They're very into equality state. It says it's nicknamed the equality state because it was the first state to grant women the right to vote and to have women serve on juries and hold public office. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the population was 500 or is 585,000 people. It is the lowest population density in the contiguous U.S. Alaska is, you know, it's 49th in population density overall because Alaska is the lowest density. But Wyoming is the second lowest. So lots and lots of open land and big ranches and stuff like that in Wyoming. Geographically, in the U.S., Wyoming is bordered by Montana in the north, and then Montana, Idaho, and Utah to the west, Utah and Colorado to the south, and Nebraska and South Dakota to the east. So it has a lot of neighbors. Basically, um, Montana, Idaho, Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, and South Dakota are all touching some portion of Wyoming's border. 
uh, okay, there are a few different geographical regions. The first one is the Great Plains. That spreads across the whole eastern part of the state. It's a lot of, like, short grasses, shrubs. Also in this region is the Black Hills. Um, Devil's Tower National Monument is within this region, which is a butte. Um, And there's a couple other landforms in there, but those are the Great Plains. Then there's a Rocky Mountain region. The Rocky Mountain Range runs north to south across most of Wyoming. Grand Teton National Park is there. Yellowstone National Park, uh, which, by the way, Yellowstone is the is uh, the world's it says first national park, which is very interesting. It has Old Faithful there, so I've been to Yellowstone and seen um, uh, Old Faithful, and it is really amazing. And it's crazy how they can time it like exactly when. The guys are erupts and stuff. I love that they can do that and figure it out and stuff. Um, but Yellowstone is absolutely beautiful. And I really, really want to go back. I've been craving like a... And I feel like I've said this a few times in these podcasts. But I'm craving like an outdoor nature vacation. I want to go fishing on a big lake or something. And just catch a big fish and eat it for dinner. And that's what we did at Yellowstone. We like stayed in these cabins went on this kind of like chartered fishing trip and ate the fish for dinner. It was so much fun. And I really want to do that again. Then we have the intermontane basins region. It's between the mountain ranges and it has, again, short grasses, a few trees. That includes uh, an area called the Red Desert, which is the largest living dune system in the U.S. So that's the geography of Wyoming. There's three major regions the Intermontane Basins, the Rocky Mountain Ranges, and the Great Plains. Climate-wise, it is, it's not looking like the most comfortable state, um, but let's go through the stats. So Wyoming has about 13 inches of rain per year. The national average is 38 inches, so significantly below average. 56 inches of snow, which is significantly higher. Actually, it's exactly double the national average of 28 inches. There's 222 sunny days. The national average is 205, so definitely more sunny than average, slightly. The winter low is about 10 degrees. The summer high is about 85, which brings it all to a comfort index of 6.6. Now, remember the national average, they kind of like set as a 7.0. That's the what they count as like the average comfort index is a seven. So it's not terrible, but usually things are hovering right around seven, like 6.9, 7.1, that sort of thing. So 6.6 is actually kind of low and a little bit of an outlier, I would say. Nothing about that though, other than the winter low being 10 screams, well, I guess 56 inches of, of snow is is a lot. So that's probably why the comfort index Uh, is lower. So you have to kind of like winter to want to live in Wyoming. Okay, let's get into the historical timeline. I found a really good one on wyo.gov, w-y-o.gov. And so we'll just go through this and I'll highlight kind of the important ones. Now, this one starts in 1742 to 1743 when Francois-Louis Verendry 
uh, entered the area of Wyoming. He was an explorer. So that was like mid 1700s. And then the next uh, event on this timeline isn't until 1807 when John Coulter was the first white American known to enter present day Wyoming. So I'm assuming Francois in the 1750s was French. And then John Coulter, who was American, first white American, entered present-day Wyoming. In 1811, Wilson Price Hunt Party, another kind of exploration uh, or expedition, it was the first organized expedition through Wyoming, crossed the state on the way to Astoria in present-day Oregon. So a lot of these like middle states that we've been seeing, Idaho and Wyoming, Colorado, for a while, they were just like the means to an end to get to the West Coast. So people were trying to explore Oregon more, California, you know, up in Washington. Uh, and they had to cross like these present day states of Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado to get there. And it wasn't necessarily till a little bit later that people were coming to actually explore this area specifically. So it seems to be lining up here uh, because people just passed through in that Wilson Price Hunt party. In 1812, Robert Stewart and returning historians crossed the Continental Divide in the vicinity of South Pass and built the first known cabin in Wyoming on North Platte River near Bessemer Bend. So they kind of settled here. Uh, 1824, which is 12 years later, William H. Ashley's men rediscovered the South Pass. So as you can see, there's like big gaps in these timelines a little bit because it just, there wasn't a lot going on yet. People were exploring other places and they're just, you know, no one was really in, well, not that no one was in Wyoming, but there just wasn't a lot of exploration going on in Wyoming at the time. 1825 was the beginning of the fur trade rendezvous period. And then in 1827, the uh, Ashley's party took first, wait, in 1827, Ashley's party took the first wheeled vehicle, which was a four-pounder cannon, through South Pass. That's kind of an interesting thing to put a timeline, put on a timeline that the first wheeled vehicle went somewhere, but that is something they felt that was of note. Uh, 1832, Captain B.L.E. Bonville took the first wagons through the South Pass and built Fort Bonville near present-day Daniel Wyoming. Fort Laramie was established in 1834. That became a military outpost between 1849 and 1890, but was first created and founded in 1834. The first Protestant church service in Wyoming was held in 1835 by a man named Reverend Samuel Parker. Uh, the first white woman to pass over the Oregon Trail uh, to the far west was Narcissa Whitmerand Eliza Spaulding. Quite the mouthful, but she crossed through uh, Wyoming in 1836. And then the first Catholic Mass was celebrated in Wyoming in 1840. Uh, that was held by Father Pierre de Smet, and it was also near present-day Daniel, Wyoming. Okay, Captain John C. Fremont's first expedition to Wyoming happened in 1842, and he, during that expedition, he named Fremont Peak. 
Fort Bridger, which was the second permanent settlement in Wyoming, was established by a man named Jim Bridger and another man, Louis Vasquez. Uh, so that fort was established in 1843, and that too became a military post later on from 1858 to 1890. Okay, then there was a large, in 1847, was the large Mormon migration to Utah. So there was a Mormon ferry that was established on the North Platte River in 1847. 1849, the U.S. government purchased Fort Laramie. And in 1852, uh, the first school in Wyoming was opened at Fort Laramie by a named, wow, by a man named William Vaux and his daughter Victoria. This was also, 1852 is also the peak year for emigration on the Oregon Trail. So as the Oregon Trail became more popular, all these states kind of on the way became more explored and more popular and, and uh, people were actually seeing, I guess, Wyoming. 1853, there was a Fort Supply, which was an agricultural settlement that was established by the Mormons near Fort Bridger. It was deserted and burned four years later in 1857. There was a fight called the Grattan Fight near Fort Laramie in 1854. I might need to go into some more detail in like some short episode about things like this because we don't really have time to go into all this, but there was something called the Grattan Fight near Fort Laramie in 1854. Okay, 1857, uh, Colonel Albert S. Johnston Army reached Fort Bridger and established a temporary Camp Scott. In 1857, the Pony Express started in 1860, and the second school in Wyoming was established at Fort Bridger. It's interesting that the schools were at the forts, because I guess that's really where the only people were. Like, that's the only settlement area, so it would make sense that the schools would be at the forts. But when I first read this, it was kind of interesting to reason through that. I'm like, why is every school being opened at a fort? <laughs> but I think that's where the only people really were. Uh, 1861, the Transcontinental Telegraph was completed, and the Pony Express was then discontinued as a result of that. Fort Halleck was established in 1862, and Overland Stage Line changed route from the Oregon Trail to Overland Cherokee Trail. That's not that's not that uh, important, I don't think. But anyway, that happened in 1862. The Bozeman Trail was established in 1863. That was the same year that the first newspaper was established in Wyoming. It was called the Daily Telegraph, and it was established at Fort Bridger. Again, everything happens at the forts, because that's where people were. 1865, Fort Reno was established. There was a Battle of Platte Bridge, um, where this like very influential leader, Lieutenant Casper Collins, was killed. And so... Uh, Platte Bridge was then renamed to Fort Casper. Um, 1865, same year, the Powder River Indian Expedition was held under General Patrick E. Connor, and it was called the Bloody Year on the Plains because of all these, you know, basically conflicts with the natives. 
1866, another fort was established, Fort Phil Kearney. It was established on the Bozeman Trail. Let's see. Uh, Nelson Story drove the first herd of cattle through Wyoming, which is a big part of Wyoming. Like, there's a ton of ranches, like I mentioned, and so the herds of cattle are a big deal and getting that established in Wyoming history. But they... For this time, Nelson Story just drove the first herd through Wyoming, and they were going north to Montana. The Union Pacific Railroad entered Wyoming in 1867, and Laramie County was created by the Dakota Legislature. There was also something called the Wagon Box Fight, and Fort Fetterman was established that same year. All right, in 1868, Wyoming Territory is created. Now, this is important because like, whenever we've... I mean, in the contiguous U.S., made, like, a territory that's named the state. Like, let's say it's Idaho Territory. The next thing that happens is, like, Idaho becomes a state. So the Wyoming Territory was created July 25th. The Wind River Reservation for the Shoshone Indians was created by treaty in that same year. Um, and then 1869, the Wyoming Territory was actually organized, so they chose, like, a governor, and um, they signed the Female Suffrage Bill, which gave women, Wyoming women the right to vote, basically, immediately upon just even becoming a territory. In 1870, Esther Hobart Morris of South Pass City was the first woman ever to be appointed Justice of the Peace. That happened on February 17th. And then women uh, were chosen called impaneled for jury service that march in laramie and then there was a an equal suffrage vote uh the first equal suffrage vote was cast by mrs louisa swain of laramie on september 6th of that year so a lot of women's rights things were happening in 1870 1872 yellowstone park which is the first ever national park was created big big deal if you, I, I know I'm going to do attractions, like a section on attractions, but I'm just going to reiterate, if you have not been to Yellowstone, go to Yellowstone. Okay. The Cheyenne Black Hills stage line was launched in 1876. And the Battle of Big, the Battle of Little Bighorn in Montana also happened in 1876. An agreement was made the following year in 1877 to move the Shoshone Indians or sorry with the Shoshone Indians to allow Arapahoes to move onto the Wind River Reservation. The Cheyenne Club was built by wealthy cattlemen in 1880. Jim Bridger in 1881 who was a famous scout and guide died in Missouri on July 17th so he was like a Wyoming not celebrity, but he he was, I guess so. He was famous in Wyoming. Uh, Jim Bridger died in 1881. Electric lights were introduced in Cheyenne in 1883. There was a Chinese massacre at Rock Springs in 1885, which is really terrible. Um, let's see, 1886, the first county library law in the U.S. was enacted by Wyoming Legislative Assembly. And the first county library was established in Cheyenne. There was also the first county fair in the state in Johnson County. And there were more railroads being expanded uh, throughout the state.
University of Wyoming was opened in 1887. The Capitol building was completed the following year in 1888. And then they had a constitutional convention for Wyoming in 1889 ahead of it becoming a state. And as soon as that was all finished, they agreed on the terms and everything. The Wyoming Territory was admitted into the Union as a, the 44th state on July 10th of 1890. All right, uh, 1894, Mrs. Court F. Meyer was elected as the state superintendent of public instruction, and she was one of the first women in the U.S. elected to a state office. So again, Wyoming is very, very progressive in terms of women's rights. Another scout and mountain man who was famous in the area, Jim Baker, died in 1898. Chief Washaki. Uh, was buried with a full military honor with full military honors in a cemetery at Fort Washaki. I think I'm saying that right, Washaki or Washaki, but that sounds like it would be wrong. Anyway, that was in 1900 that that chief died. Uh, Tom Horn, a man named Tom Horn, was hanged in Cheyenne on November 20th, 1903, and he was buried in Boulder, Colorado. There's a monument uh, created, Devil's Tower National Monument was the first in the US, first national monument, and that was created on September 24th, 1906. Uh, the first woman was elected to the Wyoming legislature in 1910, and the first amendment to the Wyoming constitution was ratified that same year of 1910. Uranium was then discovered in Wyoming in 1918, which is interesting. And transcontinental air mail planes crossed Wyoming two years later in 1920. There was an oil field called the Salt Creek Oil Field that opened in 1922. There was the first woman director of the U.S. Mint that was uh, elected or just like appointed, I guess. In 1925, also that same year, the first woman governor in the U.S. was elected for Wyoming. Her name was Mrs. Nellie Taylor Ross, and that was also in 1925. State sales tax was adopted in 1935. Boo. I hate sales tax. Um, it sucks. Let's see... There was a severe, severe blizzard in 1949. The first woman jury, the first woman jury since 1870 happened in 1950. I think that means all women jury. I don't think that means just like first woman to serve on a jury since 1870. That would seem crazy. I think that means all women jury. 1854, Wyoming's first TV station to open in Cheyenne, which is pretty cool. That was in 1954. Yellowstone National Park Centennial was in 1972. Mineral severance tax legislation was approved, so more taxes going in. The largest radio telescope in the world was built on Jelm Mountain and operated by the University of Wyoming. That was in 1978. 
And this is where the timelines always get really boring because the next ones are like tornado, record snowfall, this some county was organized. Uh, the University of Wyoming Arena Auditorium was completed in 1982. Rainstorm. Uh, drinking age was raised to 21. Oh, this is interesting. 1988, more than 1 million acres burned during the Yellowstone Park fires. Um, voters approved term limitation initiative in 1992. Wolves were reintroduced into Yellowstone in 1995, which, by the way, now there's like well, I guess that's coyotes. I learned a fun fact that coyotes are now present in every single major city in the U.S. Because, and I think it's wolves. If you, like, try to kill wolves, they take, like, a roll call every night. So the, the girl or the mom wolves will howl, and then everyone will howl in response. And if they realize that there's, like, some missing or wolves have been killed... When they have their next litter, they won't create more pups. Like, that's a kind of a phenomenon with wolves. I think it's wolves, not coyotes. I'm, like, 99% sure it's wolves that that happens to. So, people, like, introduce wolves to places, and then sometimes they get, like, overrun. And then if you try to kill the wolves, it actually backfires because they make more wolves if you try to basically persecute them. Very interesting. Uh, 1998, former Wyoming Governor Mike Sullivan was appointed ambassador to Ireland, and Dick Cheney was inaugurated as vice president of the U.S., and he was from Wyoming, and that was in 2001. So that is the history of the state of Wyoming. Very high level, and there's definitely some things in there that I want to do like little short episodes or just do another like kind of recap to like go through all the fights, like little side tangents off of those timelines. But I have a whole list of like side (laughs) episodes I would like to do. So I will add all of those to the list. Um, But let's talk about famous people from Wyoming. Of course, we already talked about uh, Dick Cheney. But Jackson Pollock, who is an American abstract, abstract impressionist. Oh, my gosh. I cannot speak. (laughs) He's an American abstract expressionist artist known for his drip technique work. Uh, Dana Perino, who's like one of my favorite people. She was the White House press secretary at one point. um, And she was a political commentator for Fox News. Uh, Lynn Cheney was from Wyoming. Jim Beaver, who's an actor. I don't know him. Um, Cecilia Hart, who's an actress. James Johnson, who's a basketball player. Travis Rice, who's a professional snowboarder. Let's see. Adam Archuleta who is a football player as well. Spotted Tail, who is a Sioux leader. There's a lot of people I do not recognize their (laughs) names. A lot of, like, ski racers, interestingly, because, you know, the Rocky Mountains are right there. You can ski a lot. And I think that'll be all all that I highlight, because 
there's a lot of like old actresses, I feel like, and a lot of niche sports people. But I will link that below so you can go look at famous people who are from Wyoming in case you know <laughs> more than me. Okay, now let's go on to state symbols. It's interesting. I always like looking at the symbols because it just says a lot about the state and the culture of the state. So the state flower is the Indian paintbrush. It was adopted on January 31st, 1917. It's native to the cooler portions of North and Central America and Asia. Um, they are parasitic on the, or sorry, because Indian paintbrushes, also called painted cups, are parasitic on the roots of other plants. They have not been naturalized and have rarely been cultivated away from their native habitat. Uh, the state bird is the meadowlark. It's like a chunky bird with a yellow chest and a little black patch on their chest. They're very cute. The state tree is the cottonwood tree. The state gemstone is jade. Let's see. It doesn't really say sometimes why they were chosen as the state symbol, but it just says like some information about the state symbol. The state mammal is a bison. There's bison like all over in Wyoming. The state fish is the cutthroat trout, which is a pretty common one across a lot of states. Um, the state reptile is the horned toad. The state dinosaur is the triceratops. The state sport is rodeo, which I would hope because, gosh, I love a good rodeo. We went to uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days and or was it Cheyenne Frontier? I mean, I did go to Cheyenne Frontier Days. Yeah, and we saw the rodeo. I was wondering if <laughs> if one of my latest rodeos was Cheyenne. Um, but Cheyenne Frontier Days is a fantastic rodeo. It's like a long period of time. There's tons of events. We saw some great, like, you know, they pull out all the stops for that rodeo. It's huge. So I would recommend going to that. That was really fun. Because we're like two hours, two and a half hours away from Cheyenne, which... I should go to Cheyenne more because it's so close, but, you know, I, I want to start going to Cheyenne Frontier Days a lot more. The state coin is a Sacagawea golden dollar coin. I swear I have one of these somewhere in my, like, keepsake things. I collected, like, kind of unique coins, and I definitely have a Sacagawea dollar. Um, state grass is the western wheatgrass, which is obviously prevalent in Wyoming, the state butterfly is the Sheridan's green hair streak. I have never seen a butterfly like this. It's like pretty bright green. Like it's a very satisfying color of green. And it's just really, really pretty. It's easy to identify. I really like that. Uh, there's a state code and it says the code of the West as derived from the book Cowboy Ethics uh, and summarized as follows, is the official state code of Wyoming. The, this is the code. Live each day with courage. Take pride in your work. Always finish what you start. Do what has to be done. Be tough but fair. When you make a promise, keep it. Ride for the brand. Talk less. Say more. Remember that some things are not for sale. Know where to draw the line. I like that. I think it's pretty cool. Definitely is like a cowboy sort of vibe to the state code. Uh, sagebrush is the state shrub. The state amphibian is the blotched tiger salamander. 
And that's it. Those are the state symbols. So I like him. I think it's very representative of Wyoming as a whole. And there's like not too many. You know, sometimes people are, some states are just marking things as, you know, just random categories of state symbols. I guess the code is a little random, but it it does tell you like the personality of Wyoming. So I like it. Okay, let's talk attractions. Obviously, you have Yellowstone. That's going to be a given. You got to go to Yellowstone. There's a ton of a ton of things to do. Um, Old Trail Town is one of the most iconic destinations in Wyoming. It says it is a historic replication of the real town founded by Buffalo Bill in 1895. So they have like all these old tiny buildings, barns, saloons, stores, homestead cabins, a schoolhouse. Really fun. Buffalo Bill Dam is in Wyoming. Uh, the Grand Targhee Resort. I think I'm saying that right. But it's like a ski a ski resort. AOK Corral. It says, if you've never ridden a horse through a field of dandelions in a peaceful mountain pass, here's your chance to live the dream. So that is AOK Corral. You can do a beautiful horse ride. There's a Wyoming Dinosaur Center you could go to. Cowboy Coaster at Snow King Mountain. Uh, so this is like a, it's a special kind of low-seated coaster, so your views are never impeded. And it's like operated on this mountain resort, and you can have a good view while you're riding a roller coaster. There's also Devil's Tower National Monument, which I said is the first national monument in the U.S. Uh, with the big butte. Flaming Gorge National Recreation Area. Lots of outdoor things. Bitterroot Ranch, it says. Um, it says Bitterroot Ranch is open to visitors and it offers everything from half-day activities to week-long stays where you can live and work like a real ranch hand. You can take lessons in things like jumping, tacking, lassoing, and general horse and livestock training. I feel like I really want to do that. You know, I was thinking about, like, I don't know. I have lived my life, you know, a certain way where I, like, grew up in the suburbs and I you know, whatever. Everyone has like their life story decisions you made along the way. But I always thought it'd be cool to like have multiple chances at it kind of and try to do something completely different. And I think if I, if that was possible, I would go and be like a summer, like a ranch hand for a summer. I really want to know what that's like. Like being farmer, like ranch strong and just being like so, you know, outdoors all day, out on the prairie with cattle and horses and stuff. I just think that's like such a different way of life than what I've ever really known that I would love to do that for a summer. I think I'm kind of past the point of ever doing that now that I have like a child and I'm going to have more kids and, you know, I think I'm kind of past that. But if I could go back and, and just try something completely different, that's what I would do. Okay, those are 10 things that you could do. I will link the, I'll put the link in the description because there's like 51 things to do on this list. So there's a ton more. It's a lot of nature, a lot of cool things that you should definitely check out. So that is all for my Wyoming episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. it I feel like it's one, Wyoming is one of those gem of a state. Like it's a gem of a state because it's just so underrated, I think. Like, people really now are into Montana because of Yellowstone, but, like, a bunch of, Wyo- of Yellowstone is in Wyoming, and it's beautiful, and there's mountains, 
And I just think that everyone thinks of all of Wyoming as these flat plains that there's just nothing to do. But there's mountains, there's, there definitely are plains, um, and there's just a lot of nature. So anyway, that is all for the Wyoming episode. I will see you next week for another, you know, topic that we will learn about together. Maybe I'll do the history of rodeos because I heard some fun things about how like people used to all bring one section of fence and like put them around each other to make the the rodeo ring. Like that's how the rodeo started. And I haven't fact-checked that. <laughs> so maybe I'll do like something like the history of rodeos uh, next week for my topic. But anyway, that's all for today's episode. I will see you all next week and I hope you have a great one. Bye everyone.